Welcome. Uh, you can't roll on W. <laughs> it's more of a like a, a huck. Yeah, I can't do that. Not very COVID. Hello. Content catch up. Hello, friends, family, subscribers, lovers, whatever you are. Lovers. It is episode fourteen <laughs> of the content catch up. Well, Elise could be listening. Hello, Elise. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> episode four, episode fourteen of the content catch up. You're not going to put me off this intro, Jules. I, I was How are you ha- going, Jules? I'm going well. I was half expecting you to go into like some sort of love song dedications in there. Lease, this one goes out to you. <laughs> this is the proposal. The proposal. I'm trying to get. We're trying to get listeners, right? Oh, I saw someone proposed no, at the um, SCG at the cricket last night. So, I mean, stepping it up. You're not in front of. 40,000 people, but you're in front of one of the most important people. So, did he or she say yes? Uh, well, I, she did say yes, I, I think. Uh, that she smiled and cried. So, oh, that's going to be a yes. Um, Rachel? Rachel? Uh, yeah. She looked like a Rachel, actually. I'm not sure that. I mean, let's cut the crap, though. I mean, we've got a guest this episode, so it's about time we got a bit serious, right? Two weeks in a row, Barks. We're we're We've pulling out we're pulling out all the stops for you listeners. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, all right. I've just I've just introduced them as lovers, and you've gone the complete direct uh, opposite direction. Good cop, bad cop. Bit of good, good cop, bad cop. <laughs> what <So>. was that? <laughs> it's a quote from a movie. You don't watch movies, which interestingly enough is good segue this is a great segue um it interestingly enough it's one of our guests special talents barks yes we've got a really good <laughs> guest this week her name is brit she's from the melbourne storm and she is amazing and she's good enough to to join us on this week's podcast enjoy this listen i will thank you i just recorded it so i know it's good I hope Elise says yes. To clarify, Elise, if you're listening, that wasn't a proposal. (laughs) Content catch up. Barks, we're really lucky today to have Britt from uh, the Melbourne Storm join us. Britt, thank you for coming on episode 14. Thanks for having me on, Barks. Hey, how's everything going? Pretty good. Life is um, finally returning to some kind of normal. It's been a bloody weird year and really good too, obviously winning a premiership. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's and a bit of um, a yeah. premiership hangover going or is it well, sorry, not do you premiership know what? hangover in that sense, but. Well, we haven't really, we haven't been able to get together as a club to party <laughs> at all because I mean, there's been restrictions around numbers and people haven't been here. They've been coming back from Queensland and whatnot. So we're actually having our premiership celebration this Friday. We're going on a boat Ooh. cruise. So yeah, watch out. That's... The storm crew will be out <laughs> on the town. Bit of a strange year how, like, you can win the premiership and then have to wait to celebrate. Like, it's just something that's so normal, but now you've got to wait. And even, like, our best and fairest has been pushed back till, it's like Feb, March next February year. February or something, yeah. Oh, have you still not had it? Yeah, I think it's just sort of aiming to wait until we can actually physically see everyone and have some All sort of... All be together. Yeah. 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 That's true. And I guess because your season ended a while ago, everyone, like, players would have taken off to... Queensland or wherever. Wherever they're going, yeah. Wanted to get the hell out of Melbourne, yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone left the hub except AFL players who are like, it's not too bad up here, it might just stay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Britt, a bit of a 
um, content catch-up tradition for our guests. Bit of a guest quick fire we like to call the one-minute brief. So we're going to jump straight into it, get to know a bit about you. So, Welcome to the one-minute brief. Your time starts now. What is your nickname? Brit. Not very original. (laughs) Or I do get BB, so neither of those are very inspired really, but yeah, that's it. That's all right. What is your job title for those that don't know? Digital comms coordinator, digital communications coordinator, which is very vague and broad and I'll work on getting something a little more <laughs> centered so, on my role. But So, yeah, I run our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram with help from our content lead, Oz, and our video producer, Darcy. Um, but I actually, when I started at Storm, I absorbed two roles. So there was I got two guys previously, one who worked closer with the media manager and was more like writing features, interviewing players, that kind of thing, boundary reporting, that sort of thing. Um, and then the other guy was the digital social ran the website. So when I started, they were hiring two people and I ended up because I had a lot of skills in both areas took on both. So oh, that's cool. it's a very broad role, which is good. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, no, as we know in this industry, you've got to be flexible and you sort of overlap with multiple roles anyway, even you even though you just that's have it. the one title. Um Next one, this one, this one, I don't even know if I'd be able to answer this, but do you have a favourite bit of content you've worked on? I don't know if I have one favourite piece of content, but I've loved a few of the campaigns that I've been, not necessarily facilitated myself, but been involved with. Last year, um, Cam 400, that was a really cool milestone to be part of. And we had all the 400 club from the AFL down at Amy Park one day and that was just... I was so excited. I felt like such a kid from the country. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's been a Harvey and yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then just all the coverage during grand final week, I think was probably some of my favorite stuff that I've done since I've been at the club. 400. Was that where you got the big mural painted up next yeah. to, that thing is next awesome. Billy. Yeah. It's cool. Hey, yeah. It's really, really cool. And they're That's both such not, a cool piece to work on. It's, it was awesome. It was awesome to see it come together and both of those um, murals lasted a real long time before anyone vandalised. And it's recent, only recently the Billy ones had a, a touch-up. But, yeah, they both look really good. Love how that's a milestone, how long it takes yeah. to get graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate respect. Mark Melbourne. respect. <laughs> um, so true. Away from work, what is, what is a skill you rate yourself most in? I don't know if this is like a practical skill or a party trick, but... If you give me a movie title, I can nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten, I'll be able to tell you what year it was released. I don't know how. Ooh, I don't know how. God damn. I'm not sure if that hit me. Give me one. Yeah, Jules, you go. go. I, I'm terrible at this. Jules always hangs shit on me for not knowing movies. I should know. Oh, and I'll put you, we'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> you but... put me on the spot. All right, I'm going to go one of my favorites, but Toy Story. 94 or, or 94. Should I'm going to have to check now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Um, ooh, I, I don't reckon know, you might how, be on there. It's ninety four, ninety five. Is that just Boy, something sorry, you've, you've always? Sorry, give the answer for nineteen ninety five. You're kidding. <laughs> You're on. You're on. Were you just obsessed with movies growing up? Like, is or is that just something you just naturally? I would say I'm a bit of a movie buff, and I like you know I love checking the trivia on internet movie <laughs> database after I've watched something. But I I have no idea. It's just something I just. I think I might be a little bit on the spectrum with it maybe. Like when I think of a movie, I just see the year. It's, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Is it, 
is there a uh, a top three movie list that you can give us then? That oh, must my top watch three because, movies? Yeah, because Barks and I don't watch a lot of movies. We're... Do you not? Okay. Um, my favorite movie of all time is The Departed. I don't know if you've both seen that. It's Leo DiCaprio, think... Matt Damon. Actually, yes, that's, I think that, I've heard of it. That's another one that I feel that, like I should have. People cover it. You should, like, <laughs> you should watch that. That's that's a really good movie. I'm pretty sure that's a remake of a a, a foreign movie. Um, yeah, really good. Great twist. Um, top three. The Departed. I'm a bit of a Lord of the Rings nerd, so probably of the trilogy, The Two Towers, if you're going to just watch one of those movies. Have you seen all <laughs> okay. of those movies? Yeah. yeah nope. watched, oh, come on, Jules. <laughs> no, I love you haven't them. seen them. Look, I started watching the first one um, and this is like way back in the day. So my dad got a, a pirated copy that was not even on a DVD. It was on a VCD and oh, like wow. started playing it and it just kept jumping around and I just lost patience with up. it and never, never have watched it. No. Never came back to them. They were, no. I mean, they're, they're long. Um, they're good though. They're really good. Give, give us your third, but I've got one more movie to test you on just because it's a silly movie that I loved growing up. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, my third, oh, this is lame, but probably Titanic. I like, uh, I honestly watch that movie twice a year. I know that's really corny, but that's one of my favorite. I just love a disaster movie, any guess, disaster movie. Guess who's never seen the Titanic? You, you haven't. <laughs> I have not seen it. You're kidding. When I said we don't watch movies, wow. this, is, this is like a common theme amongst us. Like, wow. I didn't know it was something. You have a lot of free time. Like, what do you do all this time when you're watching all these movies? <laughs> I, feel like yeah, I don't know. It wasn't something I realised <laughs> until I think when I joined Carlton and it became something that kept bring, kept coming up that I haven't seen these movies. Um, silly movie that I loved growing up, White Chicks. If you know. 04? God, how do you oh, yeah, all right. No, no, no. <laughs> I, maybe two thousand two. Was it 04? No, it was 04. No hesitation. You got it. No. <laughs> well oh, done. It's weird. It's That's weird. crazy. So trivia yeah, night, if we, ever, if we ever have a yeah. random trivia night, we know who to call. Yeah, maybe trivia. Anyone out there who needs a, another member for their trivia team, give Britt a, a message <laughs> and she's got you sorted. Uh, even phone a friend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> Give me a buzz. I'm all over it. Apart from like your amazing movie knowledge, you, you do have <laughs> like a really cool role. And Barks and I are always kind of in admiration of everything that the Storm do because we just think it's ultimately professional, so clean and also so timely. But for you, where, where did it all begin? How did you get into sports media and kind of the digital space in, in the first instance? So I studied a Bachelor of Media, very broad, had no idea what I wanted to do in Adelaide, University of Adelaide. Um, and when I graduated, it was any work in media in Adelaide was super competitive. I graduated with like 300 other Bachelor oh, wow. of Media grads. So, yeah. Um, so I ended up getting a job in media straight away. I worked in marketing for a little while for this agricultural firm. Um, wasn't really my forte. can't say I know much about farms and farm machinery. But anyway, that's where I started out. Um, and then I ended up taking, I guess you'd call it a gap year, like went to America, worked at a summer camp for three months, traveled the States, um, mm. came home and had no money. So moved back to my hometown, which is in rural South Australia. It's actually, I'm from Mount Gambia, which is technically the second biggest city in South Australia, but it's it's not a city. It's a one horse town, <laughs> really. Um, so I moved back there and there was a job going at the local paper. Um, and I've always loved writing, which is sort of why I ended up studying media, thinking that maybe one day I'd get a job 
writing for a paper, writing for a magazine, something like that. Um, so it was kind of perfect timing. And I was at the newspaper for a year and a half, I think. And then I couldn't stand living in Gambia anymore. So I started looking, yeah, started looking. And uh, there was, just happened to be a job going at Melbourne Storm. And I knew um, a staff member who's no longer at the Storm, but she was at the time, who was a friend of my sister's from high school. I knew she was at Storm and I got in contact with her and said, hey, you know, what's the work environment like there? I know nothing about rugby league. How likely is it that I'd get a job there? And she was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I work in the team that you'll be working in. Um, I'll let Oz, who was who still is um, content brand lead at Storm, I'll let him know that you're thinking about applying. I'll get him to give you a call, like a pre-interview sort of call. Um, and yeah, then... Oz gave me a buzz. He's like, you should definitely apply. Like you have a few of the skills that we're looking for. Someone who can write feature articles, do a bit of social digital stuff. So I um, applied, got the role. And then this is my first role in sports. And yeah. I didn't, it wasn't ever something that I'd really considered, but I have, I've always been a sports nerd, like huge foot enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, knew nothing about rugby league whatsoever, but it's perfect for me. I bloody love it. Love working in sport, super passionate about it. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. I, I think that's interesting. Um, so you said you didn't know, you didn't have any really interest in the NRL. Is that something you found as you went, you just naturally fell in love with? Like, did you have any sort of background knowledge of it? Um, honestly, I, when I went into my interview at Storm, I said, I know nothing except that Billy Slater and Cameron Smith played here and I know nothing else about rugby league whatsoever. <laughs> I've never watched the State of Origin game, like nothing. My knowledge was completely zero. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. You know, most people who start here are, AFL fans and we convert them um and I just found like obviously when I landed the role I was like okay I need to I need to go here with some you know breadth of knowledge about the sport that I'm about to be covering so watched a lot of games on YouTube or something yeah and it's just such a good spectator sport I know it's not like it's it is popular in Melbourne and it's I mean we have 25,000 members or around that figure and most of them are Melbourne based um and AFL is king here, of course. But, yeah, I just found it. It's super fast-paced. It's really fun to watch. Um, yeah, so I got right into it, and I would consider myself a fan now. I should clarify. I asked that because what your answer was is double, triple what I would know. I know nothing about an NRL. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've never. Really? Just yeah. no real friends have really followed it, but I think, and in all, all honesty, I followed Melbourne Storm ages ago because of the content you pump out. Like, I know nothing about the game, but... Mm. I, I, it's always been something that I think I should, I think I would enjoy, but um, yeah, I, I know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> you should you should definitely get to a game at Amy Park next year because that's what really turned me into an NRL combat was going to mm. a game. Um, and even in Melbourne, the atmosphere at the Storm Games is really cool. It's, yeah, fans are super passionate. And the game just moves so fast. Like I bloody love AFL, but AFL games, not this year, but generally are, they're long and you get to, yeah. you know, it's, you're sitting there in the third quarter like, fuck, this game's we've still got another, <laughs> you know, got another hour here. <laughs> I've had a few beers. I'm, yeah, but you should get to a game. Yeah, definitely. No, I went to a game. I was the same as probably you. I was like, uh, NRL, like I've watched a few games, just can't get into it. It's a great TV sport, but then I went to a Storm West Tigers game a few years ago and the stadium was just like, it was a Sunday afternoon as well and it was just on fire like rocking people really love it like i think Mm -hmm. it's and i guess maybe we can talk about this later but it's because melbourne 
probably similar to South Australia and all uh, any other like non-Northern state don't really have NRL as their first team. So like, and Melbourne, you're probably so lucky because it's just one team. So yeah, kind of like everyone else from Melbourne is like, well, Storm are there. We're going to get behind them. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And because everyone in Melbourne is just obsessed with sport in general, like you just get randoms walk over from the G and think, oh, I might as well just go over and watch the Storm yeah. and yeah, get behind us. It's an interesting point in just this industry in general. Did you feel like, or both of your opinions, I guess, do you feel like not knowing anything about the sport plays on your mind when you have that interview? Like, do you did you feel like that mattered? Yeah, um, I did, and that's why I was the one to bring it up. I was like, you know, I'm interviewing for this role, but I really know nothing about rugby league whatsoever. And then they were very reassuring and said, you know, we were the same when we started. So, um. In some ways, though, I think it's it was kind of an advantage in my first few months at the club because I wasn't, and because I do interact with the players a lot, I wasn't starstruck around, I mean, Cameron Smith, of course, but um, I didn't know who anyone was. So I was happy to just strike up a convo and become friends with them. And, you know, it wasn't awkward me being like, oh my gosh, it's, I don't know, some AFL player who I would have been starstruck around. So in that way, it was it was good. I think the other thing to that um, is that maybe when you're, you're coming from an, like a background where you don't know enough about the sport or like very little, it like opens up your creativity as well. Like you're you're happy to put ideas out there that perhaps they hadn't been thinking about and maybe I'm wrong, but like because you're not in that bubble, you're just like, oh, I could I'll throw this idea out there. What, what's the worst yeah, that could happen? That's so true. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but... I'm sure there were definitely moments where the, everyone was like, that's not something that we really do in rugby league, but it could work. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good perspective, actually. I actually learned that when I, mm. so this is my first job in footy, but how many people actually don't love the sport or they're not obsessed with the sport? <laughs> that's wild to me. Like, yeah. In Melbourne, especially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually a good segue to the next, my sort of next question and coming from someone who isn't into the NRL, has it, I guess, have you ever found it difficult creating um, this sort of, engaging content when Melbourne is such a AFL centric town? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And I don't know that I'd say we've found it difficult because there is a lot of crossover because, mm-hmm. you know, among our 25,000 members, the majority of those people are based in Melbourne and they grew up watching AFL and they have their AFL team as well. Um, we can sort of, I mean, we can, right on the coattails of some of the AFL content or, you know, um, and we've had crossover content with a few of the clubs and we're not aligned with any one AFL club. So we can do collabs with, you know, St Kilda and then the next week we're doing something with the Bombers and we can kind of play into that a little. And also I just feel like Storm members are super passionate. So it's, it doesn't get lost, if that makes sense. Like anything we post on social, we tend to get pretty amazing engagement on everything and it's not it doesn't AFL stuff's not taking away from our content if that makes sense if that's a good way to put it probably like what we were saying before because it's Melbourne's team still everyone still has a little Mm. bit of a vested interest in it and we're probably a bit lucky as well because we've had players like um Billy Slater and Cam Smith that have been there for so So long so um, mm-hmm. AFL fans have been able to stick through that 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 journey of those two players at least and really call them their own. 
that's exactly right. And I think because Storm has been so successful as well, and there's, you know, there hasn't been a dry year in pretty much the club's history. It's everyone's keen to jump on, you know, their team drops out of the AFL finals and they'd be like, all right, I'm on the Storm now for the rest of the year. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because we talk about this often at work and, and using back to the AFL, but like it's the old Richmond kind of success story of content. It's like everyone loves your content when you're winning. So it, it doesn't really... Okay. <laughs> you can can get away with a lot more and that's probably more whatever. attractive yeah 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 i think we said it um it was we actually touched on a previous episode you might have seen us have a bit of a snippet on social media that you guys do i think you do a terrific job of putting out there the bits the minimal of sort of what you need to see if you don't really follow follow the nrl so i think we saw a cam smith snippet of an interview from when you guys won the grand final this year and i think it's just I don't know how much of it sort of goes into the fact of the audience that might not follow it really intensely, but I think you still Mostly. see enough. Yeah, <laughs> you still see enough that you can sort of be like, I appreciate that. I don't follow it, but I sort of can appreciate how good they're going or the result or yeah. whatever it might be. That was a big thing this year as well with obviously everything that was going on in Victoria. I think a lot of people who maybe previously had didn't follow the storm whatsoever, you know, might have watched the occasional game. Um sort of became more invested because we were doing a lot of that shouting out to like we are Victoria's team and you know Mm. we know you're going through a rough time and Oz and Darcy who was on the ground with the team in the bubble were really good at um you know capturing that as it happened like naturally players would just say that kind of thing in a in a press conference or after a match in a post-match interview and we'd take that snippet and use that and if people didn't necessarily have to be following our season but they'd be like that's you know that's a nice shout out and that sort of stuff had really high engagement Mm. yeah i i I think barks put it perfectly and like the the amount of thought that (laughs) the amount amount of thought like um it seemed like you were putting into everything just like the detail i mean we're, we're probably content nerds so we like really appreciate it but it also like I was saying like we would not be at a premiership and being thinking, all right, this is going to be for a reel. This is going to be for a post. This is going yeah, to be for a story. We were just the premiership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. the organization blew my mind. That was all Darcy and Oz. They are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they do it. Did With, with um, Darcy and Oz up in, in the hub, did, did it change the way you worked a lot and like the way that you kind of produce content? Um, It did. And I heard a lot from them that they felt like um, they had to be constantly capturing stuff yeah. because they were the you know the eyes and ears of the fans who couldn't be at games and couldn't be around the team. Um, yeah, and obviously it changed my role a lot. Last year I went to, I think, 10 of 13 away games and I was at every home game on the ground capturing content myself, whereas this year... Darth and Oz were sending me stuff and I was tweeting from the couch and yeah so it was um sorry approach wise I don't know we tried to sort of capture you know the raw moments that the fans were missing out on a lot of behind the scenes stuff but we were kind of doing that last season anyway because you want to be able to offer fans a different perspective on social like when they're at the game they're not down on the field interacting with the players or they can't be in the shed, so you want to be giving them that access. And in that sense, it was just we wanted to do more of that, I guess, because this year obviously they couldn't be. They were further from the team than ever. Do you, do you think that um, that showing the behind-the-scenes kind of content is the way that 
it, we should all be going? Like, do you think creating that sense of FOMO when you're not at the ground actually <laughs> works or is this just a, this thing that all of us content producers have dreamed up? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Are we just in our own heads about that? Like I just feel like when I'm last season, when I was down on the field pre-game capturing, you know, an Instagram story or whatever, I was just thinking fans are never going to be up this close to, I don't know, Jesse Bromwich or whichever player it was. And I was like, this is something that maybe I would want, if it was my footy team, for example, I'd want to see this like, I don't know, this big tackle from this close or but yeah, I'm not sure if that's something we've just invented because we are closer to the action. Yeah. Like maybe the fans don't care. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think it's. I think. I think, it, no, I think it's definitely something. Like it's. I think so much of what we do, like we say, sort of say, like how how you guys change your approach in the hub, but so much of it is reactionary and sort of unplanned, and it's just sort of being switched mm. on to give that inside of traveling in the hub or whatever it might be, but. Yeah, it is a funny point. I don't think it's something we made up, though. I think it's definitely there. <laughs> I think fans want that, yeah. yeah. Well, can, uh, we can find some stats that prove it up. But I guess, like, <laughs> on the flip side, you, you were saying earlier and uh, that you did do a little bit of travelling in the the kind of early days and that you uh, had the excitement of jumping on a private jet and um, yeah. flying up to, to Sydney a few times. Was was were you ever in a position where you might have gone into a hub or did you opt to kind of like stay at home and man the ship because in essence like the people in the hub are having been there we're nuts like we're you're over here over there and I think you need someone really on top of everything to kind of stay at home and and steer the ship um yeah I guess kind of your thoughts on that 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 kind of that's a good that's a good way to put it because Oz and I were both back here for the majority of the year Oz went up there for the finals um and I think it was important that there were two people who were sort of, you know, grounded and not yeah. on the ground um, following footy around and being in the bubble and living that 24-7 um, to sort of have that perspective of what's going on in the broader business because I'm sure Das, who was in the bubble, was just, you know, football. One Losing track mind. his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor guy. Um, yeah, and it was never really, I don't think it was ever on the table for me to go down to the hub because everything I do, I can do from home and yeah. did obviously this year. Whereas we really needed someone down there who was good at capturing video and could, you know, create some cool content that <laughs> the fans were going to engage with. Um, Shouting, I mean, talking about Darcy and Oz, I, I feel like that's a, just worth a bit of a shout out because we, we talked about it the other week, but they're killing it. Obviously my background is a video producer, so what Das does is whatever everything I see is just fantastic. But bit of a shout out to your crew. Um, on to this next one. It was a bit of it was what we touched on before about Storm being successful over such a long period. And this sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but um, <laughs> the you touched on it before, Britt. This you said this was your first role in this sort of sporting environment. What what is it sort of been like for you that they've always been so successful? Like, does it? is it just the norm for you or is it sort of, I don't know, like does it challenge you in a way or is that just what you're so used to so you just have fun with being successful all the time and you're fortunate enough to be quite successful? It's interesting because a lot of people who work at Storm have worked at an AFL club previously um, and they'll always tell me, and it's easy to take it for granted because I've never worked anywhere else and Storm just... I think we lost three games this year. Like we just hardly lose. So I'm just, and I'm, I'm a bad loser anyway. So when we do lose, it just feels like the end of the world. Um, so I can't imagine what it's like 
being in a club where it's just not a given that you're gonna you're probably gonna win that well, week. You felt like saying working um, Carlton, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. I promise I wasn't. Whack. Fair whack. Play on. Oh, you can read it all over my face. Um, yeah. No. So it's. I think it's easy to take it for granted, and sometimes I have to take a step back and think, this is not the way it goes at every sports club and when I work I'm sure eventually I'll work somewhere else and it's not going to be like this like it's not just going to be this constant you know we're certainly going to play finals and we're probably going to go deep into finals and we're going to win a flag like it's yeah that's not the norm and it's hard to hard to reconcile that when it's been your only job in sport I love every win like I I try not to I try to acknowledge that it's special and yeah they are just so successful it's wild is it though a little bit challenging like to find new ways to win like it's challenging <laughs> to find new ways to lose but like on the, on the flip side like is it does it ever get repetitive or do you have to kind of like keep pushing the the barriers when you do win yeah it's like there's only so many things you can say on your full-time graphic like you know <laughs> and you don't also so you, you want to be yeah you want to you want to kind of be humble as well so you don't want to be yeah, and sometimes this year I have, you know, eight straight or whatever, but you don't, every week it's not like another one. You don't want to be <laughs> bragging every week. It's, that's not cool. Um, but, yeah, it is, yeah, there's only so many ways you can say how good are we, and you don't really want to say exactly that either. But, it's yeah, I just try to put myself in the mind of a fan and just run with that raw sort of emotion. That's the best way to do it, I think. Yeah, because there's also the element of, like, everyone so many of other teams and people in your position of other clubs would love to be in that position so there's no point shying away from it like it's all yeah. Yeah, a bit, of, a exactly bit of personality right. behind the count and you've got to appreciate like what your club's doing so yeah you got to be proud yeah but I, w- I was at um Essendon when they had the the top up players and I think they only won like uh, maybe one game for that season and, and that that's was rough, rough. like that's, that's rough. losing yeah. every week um but then when we did finally win, it was like, you're right, you, you just want to be a fan when you win. And fans are always excited about a win, so you should be as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That I think they – well, I mean, I would, as a, you know, as a West Coast fan, when the West Coast social media, I think she's a gal. Um, yeah, <laughs> when she's excited on the socials, it, it hypes me up even more sort of thing. Side note, West Coast have some of the best captions on their Instagram. How good. Around. They're just they're the so best. so dry and so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and clever. And they their story's the same and they'll use like um the 50 meter arc and then something funny, like some kind of funny ca- caption about 50 every week. They come up with something I don't know if you watch their Instagram stories. Don't know how much West Coast enough you are, but yeah. Real good. Their stuff good. Might have to um get a bit more um involved in the West Coast social media. But Acquainted. that's a, that's it's a good point. Do you, where do you kind of get your inspiration from? Do you do you follow other sports or do you try and bring um, like other kind of content ideas into what you do? I do. Yeah, I follow a lot of American sports as well, and I think they do things so differently to the way Australian um, sports clubs do their social. But yeah, um, yeah, other sporting teams, other codes, and then I also just try to ha- like do creative stuff outside of sports altogether like do a lot of reading um writing podcast listening that's, <laughs> yeah going to the movies finding info and other creative stuff that's not sport related it's always a bit of a weird question when people ask you where you get your inspiration from because especially in such a, a creative kind of area of 
what what we do uh, there's been people that have uh, at work be like how do you be creative i'm like you can't like you can't ask me like how to be creative um you've got to go out and do something that is completely unrelated to what you're doing and watching a movie is probably like a a good way to do it because it might inspire some other part of your brain then Um, the juices are flowing yeah yeah what are what are some of the um american sports you like to follow because i feel like it's a common thing amongst a lot of people in this industry i love my nba but i think we all like to draw inspiration from I don't know. There's so many good, even college sort of level, so much fantastic, yeah, so many fantastic content. Probably um, in terms of American sports, college football. Um, okay. When I was over there, I went to a, I didn't go to a game, but I visited um, MSU, Michigan State Uni. So I follow the Spartans. Um, and I also went to a game at UT Austin, the Longhorns, and their content's awesome. Um, and their yeah. brand is just so strong. They're, yeah, they just, nail everything and they haven't been playing very well the last few years actually but yeah their stuff's always cool and i I wouldn't say i follow it closely like i watch a game here and there but i follow their stuff on social yeah college College sports are just another world yeah oh there's so many things like i'm not too into it like i love my basketball but even college basketball i'm not that into it but i find myself scrolling college football teams in the states i've got no knowledge what's going on but there's so many just elite sort of stuff they produce and you sort of think without having too much knowledge of it, I sort of think, oh, it's one step below or NFL or whatever it might be. So you wouldn't expect as much, but there's like even better stuff at college level, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's the resources they must have at that level and, you know, the athletes aren't even getting paid. It's just, yeah, yeah. wild. I think it's the resources and also the drive of those college kids that are just like, well, I love my um, I love my team or I love my college and I can't play the sport, but here's what I can here's how I can be a part of it. It's the sense of community that they have. He's like so, an author. Like, yeah. 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 And they are, they're so, obsessed with their college and their team and, yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, it's it's a far cry from uni games over here. I can <laughs> probably yeah. imagine. That's just an excuse to party. Yeah, and um, not play sport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've kind of got one probably a bit more storm-related, but, when are we going to see some content, like a complete content series with cheese? Like when? Are we, when is that coming? How Vlogs, like yes. anything else. I want to. Do you know? Do you know what? He doesn't love doing media stuff, and he's so <sighs> funny and just like he's effortless. Yeah. He doesn't rate it. Like he, yeah. We. I don't know if we can convince him to do like <laughs> a lengthy anything, but we'll have to try. He's so bloody funny. How good was his post match after the grand final? Yeah, uh, it had me in Whole stitches. I, I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I could. I was. There was one of the first times I've seen him, um, like, do an interview, and I just thought, mm-hmm. this is this is unreal. This is what everyone <laughs> came here to see today, and what it's everyone gold. needs to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other fans just love him. Do you find like a lot of the the team are like that? Are they quite willing to be part of what you're producing? Um, I would say a lot of the younger guys, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, understand the media landscape a little more than say some of the older players uh, all of them are, if we you know go to them with our vision most of them are on board to help us out but some of them are just like really media shy and just don't like yeah. being in front of the camera which is fair enough and they just want to play footy which you know that's their job so um, but yeah I would say the majority are on board with pretty much everything we do which is awesome well, I think um, we've stolen enough of your time. Jules, do you have any other movie titles as a farewell? 
<laughs> I don't. Um, this is really tough. Like, I don't watch a it's lot of such movies. A cool so, I- <laughs> so weird to me. I love the skill level. No, Britt, we've, we've appreciated you having on. I hope you've enjoyed the chat. We certainly have. And um, from myself as well, actually trying to f- find out a bit about the NRL landscape, which I don't have a lot of knowledge on. But thank you for coming on. We've very, very much enjoyed it. So, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll have to get Thanks, you down to Any Park 2021. Yeah, Barks and I will come and uh, we'll go on a date. Him and I, we'll have to sit. We'll have to sit on other sides of the stadium though, because just to keep the, <laughs> keep the mystery up. And um, in any further trivia nights, we'll be giving you a call. Yeah, yeah, right hit me you. up. <laughs> Content catch up. All right, Barks, we are back from that. Like I said, great interview with Brit. Fair to say, neither of us are big in the NRL space, but also even more fair to say is that we absolutely admire everything that Brit, Oz and Darcy produce over there at the the Melbourne Storm. So a massive shout out to that trio of extremely talented people. One of my favourite things from that interview, Barks, is um, your question about... um, how it's how producing content when you're always winning it it, it, yeah. it blows my mind that it, it becomes it would become such a problem wouldn't it i think it's yeah it's a funny dynamic because like as you said it's what everyone wants to be and achieve but once you're at that level and she said that was her first job in this sporting sort of space so that's i'm assuming without going into my nrl knowledge but that's all she knows so yeah. she'd probably only know winning so where do you like? I wonder if that does affect motivation. It doesn't. Certainly doesn't seem like it from, does from her point of view. But it's interesting to think about. I think it just unlocks like a whole month, a whole lot more from from what she's saying or what you can do with content because you can have fun when you're winning. You can be less serious. You can also be more serious. You can do whatever the fuck you want because at the end of the day, yeah. you've got a premiership coming in. So and it, <laughs> yeah, bank on it, bank on it. And it, I think she, one of her lines was. Uh, like how do you redefine winning or how do you win differently? I think yeah. is what she said, which is quite, quite funny, but you know, I love it. And yeah, exactly. You touched on none of it's none of our areas of expertise at the NRL, but that's why I think we were quite excited <laughs> to have her on. I thought you what, meant like, another word? No, I, th- I thought you meant like winning was in our area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Just another no, real man. whack. <laughs> Nah, she did give Carlton a whack on the way through, but um, no, we appreciate Brit's, Brit's time, so thank you very much. I'd like to, to join me in on an applause. Don't stop. All right, you can't clap. Now, that was obviously the bulk of the show, but I think we've both seen a bit of content, so we'll give a quick shout-out, nothing too lengthy because we'll cut it short, don't want to yabber on, but what do you see during the week, Julian Wallace. Well, I'm going to share my screen, except you fucking disabled screen change. Oh, sharing oh, oh. again. Uh, <laughs> Done. Last week, if you were listening, which I'm sure you all were, uh, you would have seen that I actually egged this team I'm about to now call out. The Bombers. So I want to I want to shout out the Bombers. Obviously, moving away from the Jajan Laverde um, incident. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Judging. I think they've done two really, really cool um, jumper reveals. Sorry, not jumper reveals and like number reveals, but like um, really cool players in their first jumpers. So we're looking at, if if you're not watching along on YouTube or Instagram, we're looking at the piece they did for Jai Caldwell, um, a player that they got from the GWS Giants. 
and then also Nick Hind. But Barks, first of all, we're looking at this Jai Caldwell one. How cool is the the lighting in this to the slow reveal yeah. of the red and then that laser outline of the sash? Um, I know, yeah. I think, I think, sorry to cut you off there. I saw this during the week and that was the first thing I saw of it. Someone quote tweeting it, giving shouts to the highlight of the sash before it's yeah. revealed. That was, that whoever, whether it was Rich or Grayson down at the Bombers doing that, shout out to you because that is a molto bene masterpiece. Um, it looks, whatever you just said, I agree. It looks molto bene. And then the, the second one, a bit more traditional, but I just thought the... A few of the edits in here were were, oh, were quite nice. Yeah, off. it pulls the jumper off like yeah. that, the T-shirt. And I think also like that, the addition of the little bit of the behind the scenes of like the laughing and whatnot. Through the, and through the camera. Yeah, and then the burst shots at the end. I just think it was a nice little um, edit. Yeah, for, good shout. For a couple of um, what what can normally be pretty boring bits of content. But well done, Essendon. You, you've redeemed yourself from your, your judging, Maverdi. I completely agree. Good, good week's worth. I I love both of those things that I saw during the week, and I don't actually. I'd probably do follow them, but I saw them during the week. So good, good shout out to you, Jules. This is probably the part where you ask me what I saw. If you want to jump into that, hey Bucks, what did um, <laughs> what did you see this week? What I, oh, I'm glad you asked. Oh, well, I'll share my screen. I linked you this, and you know I'm obsessed with it. But I could look at I could look at this all day. Oh, it's the Zoom screen. So I linked you during this. Yeah. During the week, um, this guy Cool Mac—I don't know what his full name, Cameron, someone Mac—but um, he, if anyone doesn't know in the NBA space, he probably the first person I sort of came across that sort of—I feel like he revolutionised the way you cover individual athletes. But anyway, that's that's for another day. This is a video he did during the week, and I'm just obsessed with the stabilisation. Whatever he does, coming up now with his shoes. I don't know why, Jules. I just, I don't, I don't get how he gets so crispy, so close. I get he must stabilize it, but it's also the sequence of clips he uses that it looks like one shot. Yeah. If that makes sense. So like right there, it just switches. Yeah. It's insane. Maybe, do you think he's, um, he's using like a really, cause these are all photos, right? I don't think, so. I don't know. I feel like they look too. Well, he's got photography here in his, um. In his hashtags, oh, I, I'm sh- he does photography. I just don't know if that's that is because doesn't that look too? That's got to be some sort of video, right? Well, what I'm thinking is that he's just using like a really wide lens and like just cropping it in. So even when Tatum moves, mm, it's that's true, it's just I'll... like shifting the picture rather than the camera. Because there's no way you could do this some... without a tripod. I'm sorry, that's just not. No, no, I, I agree with that. I just, for some reason, I thought it was a video, but it doesn't could even be wrong. look like the type of burst. Yeah. yeah. He could be wrong. Let's get him on. Yeah. He's got tons of followers, so he wouldn't, no, he but wouldn't think twice. I agree. This is kind of like really cool um, content. I, I love I love that bursty drop frame that the Lakers kind of made f- yeah, more do, famous, right? but like it's a really nice bit of content. It works well with basketball as well. Yeah. Shouts to you, Cool Mac. Cool Mac. Keep doing your thing. Hey, Barks. While yes. we're while we're rolling, I think it's it's time. Let's let's not keep the listeners waiting anymore. You know what time it is? I do know what time it is, Jules. Egg of the week. Egg of the week. 
Not bad, actually. Uh, thank you. I've been practicing. I listen to it every week. I'm going to go first because you always get to go first, I feel like. It's not a competition. It is. But this is this is one of my um, my favorite things. I'm going to share my screen here. So is this an egg? This is an egg. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And maybe I'm missing a point and you can return the egg to me. So what Great. we're looking at here, loyal listeners, lovers, Elise, um, <laughs> is 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 the the Los Angeles Rams have obviously got this incredible stadium now, um, SoFi Stadium, out in San Fran, um, or wherever it is in Los Angeles. But the, it's this incredible, incredible stadium, and they've what they've done is they've projected Monday Night Football onto the roof of the stadium onto the roof yes and the, the, the caption here is not a bad way to watch monday night football and they've got they've released a video where it's got like a, a clear drone shot of um well, the top of the stadium with the um the game playing and all i can think of with this and maybe i'm missing the point but why the fuck does it matter that you can project a game onto the roof of a stadium? Like, yeah, well done, technology. But, like, who the fuck is, yeah. is sitting above in a helicopter watching the, the game be, from the stadium? I can be quite a thick individual, but I'm not getting the point either on first look. It's, nah. it's legit, isn't it? It's not just a way of showing some sort of fancy. No, it's legit. It's no, legit. I don't get that, Jules. I, I don't get it either, so I'm going to egg them. I think, like, great bit yeah, of technology, but also... No point to it. Great piece, great piece of technology for the few billionaires sitting in their choppers just watching the game above them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here we go, the first comment. That's that's, that's great for people flying into LAX and that's about it. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like it, it'll look cool if you were there, but I don't know. Yeah. It feels like a waste of money. It does feel like a waste of money. That, well, that's my egg box, LA Rams. Yeah, fair egg enough. Better. Yeah, fair enough. Our one, my one comes close to home bit of a colleague one i think you know i'm going with this (laughs) marnie from the carlton football club now we had a go at someone for stuffing up a a spelling error and that was of our friend brad bradian judgeon judgeon sorry judgeon so marnie during the week i'll share my screen again i'll just check i've actually got it open this time this will this will hurt marnie as well because she's one of our 30 listeners every week Marnie self-proclaimed number one fan, so we shouldn't give her too much shit. But I'll share a screen. She, for those that don't know, part of Marnie's role is our Twitter as well. So she t- tweeted this during the week. First day of 16 days of active activism, but 16 days faux activism. She, I mean, if you're going to misspell something, you don't want to be a two-letter word. Oh, you're an egg, Marns. That's all from me. Oh, I hope we just haven't pissed off one of our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. Sorry, please come back. Please come back if you never listen to us again. No, on your minds. You're doing a great job. Just don't misspell a two-letter word. Yeah, that's a fair... Fired? That's a fair... (laughs) That's a fair reason to get fired, but also a fair bump. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a fair bump. Anyway, Barks. That's my egg for the week. That's your egg for the week. You, You finally egged another colleague that wasn't me. I can't wait for the repercussions yeah, well, of this. I can't wait for you two well, to fight. <laughs> I don't think... I think we needed to move away from egging each other. So I think it's a well... What's that saying? Well, welcome. Well... Oh, well, no. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
this week. No, I, th- I think on it's... this week's episode of Barks Talks. <laughs> People are going to get sick of this. <laughs> it's a well welcome changed. Is that what you're trying to say? I think so. Yeah. That sounds yeah, funny I though. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I reckon we're ba- <laughs> I reckon we're babbling here, Barks, and I've got ten percent battery left on my laptop. So, what do you reckon? Okay, guys, wrap it up. Wrap us up. Wrap us Get the up. Asking tape out. Oh. Friends, content, followers, subscribers, lovers. Thank you, Elise. <laughs> and Elise. Mon. Oh. Darren. Enough about my mom. <laughs> All right, wrap us up, Jules. What a, no, no, everyone, again, thank you for listening. It's been a couple of big weeks. Um, I hope you all enjoyed last week's podcast with Cripsy. We we certainly did, but we know that you're going to also enjoy this week's episode with Britt. Um, thank you again to Britt for jumping on. If you're not following us on Twitter, Instagram, or watching the show on YouTube, you're missing out because we're we're pumping out plenty of content for everyone to enjoy. Not just serious stuff, a lot of fun stuff as well. So make sure you you come along for the ride. Um, and we're also not scared of making fun of our own stupidity. So you'll see plenty of that regularly. So if you want to follow at content, catch up on Instagram, Twitter, and also on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Britt. Enjoy your weeks, everyone. Peace out, homeboy. Do-do, do-do. Do-do-do-do.